Hello and welcome back to If Not Now Then When the podcast. I'm Rachel Hymas, your host, and today I'm very excited to be speaking with Waz and Charlie of Raise London. Charlie is actually the UK number one Muay Thai boxer and they're both incredibly motivational people. Anything you do, first and foremost, I believe has to come from a position of passion. Mm. Um, So number one is like, you know, are you passionate about what you do? Mm. Because then number two becomes really easy. Number two is like completely immerse yourself yeah. in in that passion. Both are actually from a very different industry to most of the ones that I'm interviewing actually and to be honest that's why I, I decided to speak with them because they're incredibly motivational and actually you'll see so many links between what they're actually building and the mindset of someone who is so strong in fitness and actually what you need to be able to build your aspirations and to develop the things that you believe that possibly you're not able to do. So, without further ado, here is the podcast. We've had um, quite a quite a nice conversation in advance, and actually, we've already drunk our um, brews. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this time, I won't be talking about the coffees that we're having. However, I have confirmed that I've switched to decaf because I'm going to be bouncing off the walls if I have podcasts this often and actually <laughs> have this amount of coffee. To it's drink. good coffee. It was good. It was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice coffee. Yeah, I struggled with the coffee machine as well. Um, for out of ten, Charlie. A good eight. <laughs> a coffee machine. For a coffee machine, it was good. It was quite low in the cup, which I was yeah. a bit concerned about. And then when I looked, it didn't seem like there was much oh, milk wait. in there. It made it less powerful. <laughs> Probably good. needed. So basically, for anyone who's listening and not heard before, the way that this podcast is um, sort of put together is uh, it's structured by five questions, but it's really more of a conversation about how people kind of got to where they are. And just to give you a bit of inspiration, really, in terms of the things that you're aiming to do in your uh, aspirations, and also just to kind of get a bit of an idea behind the background of people who maybe have achieved quite a lot Um so the first question for you guys is basically, um, if you could summarise your careers, how would you describe it? And to be honest, it'd be really interesting because there's two of you on this call um, to discuss kind of like how you actually even met and like how you got together. Mm-hmm. And actually the fact that what I find is really interesting is that you both have really different backgrounds and actually how you ended up coming together and kind of what you're doing now. So we're, first of all, we're, uh, we're flatmates, we're best mates and uh, we're business partners now. Um, so this is Waz, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, our careers... I'll let Charlie speak about his career, because that's how I met Charlie. Yeah, so, nice. hello. Thank you for having us. No worries. My career my career on a graph is all over the place. I left school at 15. Um, I left school at 15, started working full-time in a hairdresser's in nice. a salon. And then I went and lived in Thailand for a year and a half. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah, lived over there. Then when I came back, went back to the salon, but only for a year duration. Then I went and worked in a gym to become a professional Muay Thai fighter full time. How did that come about? Was that because you spent such a while in Thailand? No, I went to Thailand to become better. Oh, right. Whilst I was, I mean, at 15, 16, I used to play rugby at just a club level. Then when I started working full time in the salon, I had to stop playing rugby. Therefore, I started another hobby. Muay Thai fitted in and around it. Muay Thai is Thai boxing where you can punch, kick, elbow and knee. All I'm slightly up. nervous. I'm just saying I am sitting at a two-meter distance from Charlie right now. I'm quite pleased about it. You're well, you're well protected, don't worry. You're well protected. <laughs> Nothing to fear. House security. For yeah, years. I know. I'm a teddy bear, really. Yeah. But no, basically, I, I was cutting hair and fighting at the same time and training. And I really picked up with the fighting very quickly. I had my first amateur fight after two months of joining. After that, it snowballed, and I always wanted to go over to Thailand because Thailand's where the sport originated from. And if you want to get better and progress, you have to submerge yourself deeply into it. Mm. That's a completely different story in itself, but it was a phenomenal experience. When I came back, I was almost at a crossroads. Do I focus on hairdressing and become the best at hairdressing? Or do I then focus on fighting and become the best I find it interesting that you decided that you had to choose between the two and Mm. really, truly focus on it. Because the conversations that I've had with you as well, Waz, was that, you know, if you're going to do something, do it well and actually truly, like, focus on on those elements and kind of... I mean, how would you say that you're... Yeah, I think... I I mean, there's... uh, What's that rule? The 10,000-hour rule, you know, to become really... I haven't actually heard of that, so please tell You've got to read the book. (laughs) I recommend a good book. Oh, really? Um, By the way, to everyone who's listening, I'm actually learning so much from these guys because they're not in the same industry as me at all and I literally have a notepad and pen here where I've just listed loads of things. Um, No, it's just, listen, 
anything you do first and foremost, I believe has to come from a position of passion. Mm. Um, so number one is like, you know, are you passionate about what you do? Mm. Because then number two becomes really easy. Number two is like completely immerse yourself. Yeah. In in that passion. Yeah. And then and then you and then you find out that actually, you know, it's not a chore. Don't get me wrong. There's 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 highs and lows to every given industry, every chosen path. I'm not saying it's easy at all, but at least you're pursuing something you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a lot to be said about something you want to do. Like, are you going to get up in the morning? You know, do you get up in the morning because you want to go to work, or do you get up in the morning because you have to go to work? Yeah. And I just like, I you know, I, I feel like Charlie can talk to you from the sporting aspect. Um, in terms of what it takes to be an athlete and how and, and what dedication looks like to become a successful athlete, mm. um, because success is 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 not given; it's earned. Yeah. And I think that you know when Charlie just described his story about being a an amateur fighter, you know I've had long conversations with Charlie. Part of the the the, the great friendship is that you get to bounce ideas off each other all yeah. the time and. Um, but yeah. I love that you actually had to choose the kind of you decided because mm. that's kind of how your headspace works. I mean, for me personally, is that I actually found when I was trying to work out what the hell I wanted to do with myself, actually, to a certain extent, when you have so many ideas, it can like fog your brain massively. And then you actually end up doing nothing because yeah. you you can't do anything well because you don't have the time to do any of those things. Well, you overthink everything. Yeah. And, and I think almost the problem that I think a lot of people have spoken to me about in terms of like, if not now, then when and kind of what they're trying to work out is that they have all of these ideas. And I love that actually Muay Thai boxing and hairdressing yeah. are two polar <laughs> opposite things. And you could probably have had like six pockets in the same in both mm -hmm. of those. So you end up with like a million things, really. I mean, how did you like decide that that was what you wanted to do? Well, it's exactly like what Waz just said. You've got to immerse yourself fully into it. The 10,000 hour rule, it's, it's a very famous quote. It's one of the best. If you want to be very good at something, you have to be putting in over 10,000 hours of it. Mm. And then there's that argument of talent and hard work. Yeah. But um, you read something recently about that, didn't you? See, the, a book I was going to tell you about is called Bounce. This is also going to be added to my list. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bounce is a book that I read and it's, it's, it's just phenomenal. And we were talking about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods at the age of eight was a, a phenomenal golf player and people believed he was born with the talent. But mm. what they don't realise is at three years old, he was playing golf. <laughs> so, like, he was playing golf. Exactly. And people don't realise that. For Muay Thai, mm. a lot of the Muay Thai athletes have been training from the age of four. Mm. When I lived in Thailand, there was this kid there no one knew of his age. He was basically given to the gym because the family couldn't afford him. Oh, wow. So he had no birth certificate. They didn't know how old he was. He was around five, six years old. Every time he trained, he would cry. And it would break my heart because I've got younger brothers and sisters. And the, the, you're seeing this kid cry. He's getting hit around the head because mm. that's their lifestyle. Mm. So he had to fight. Mm. He was either fight or go home. And he didn't want to go home because there was not enough food for him to go around. Yeah. Right? You know, so... At five years old, say, he's he's training. At the age of 15, he's had 10 years fighting experience. Yeah. So he's at 15, he's going to be up an 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's only been training for two years. And I, think, I think one thing that's super notes, like, to, to note is that, um, the, the, I mean, you can talk to the guys about the Thai fight records mm. and what that looks like. Mm. I mean, how, you've had how many fights? Personally, I've had 67 professional. Yeah. No way. But what Waz is, is getting at, this, this same five-year-old kid... They don't have amateur. They don't have protection. They wear gloves and they fight. Mm. And they have to fight for their food. So at the age of 15, he's probably had 200 fights. Yeah. You know, and you look at, you look at the modern day boxer. Um, you, look, you look at the greatest boxer on record at the moment, which is Floyd Mayweather, um, who's recently retired. It's like, he, he, he's gone a record 50, you know. Mm. And that's 50 professional fights as a boxer. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, you know, when you go to Thailand, Charlie's fighting people with records of 300 fights, 250 yeah, yeah. fights. Um, one, of, one of the first fights I had in Thailand, <laughs> I said to the coach, oh, really? my coach I went, how, how many fights is he? And he went, I don't know, 400? <laughs> 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 slightly nervous. Yeah, and then I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I said, what's he good at? Punching, kicking, just so I could have an idea. He went, yeah, good punching, kicking, elbow, clinch, everything good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Did you win? I did, actually. Yeah, oh, did I did, you actually? Yeah, first no fight in Thailand. Oh. But the, the, the reason I had to go down that 
that tunnel of what one am I going to do is because like Waz said, you know, you've got to immerse yourself fully into it. Mm. Hairdressing I can go back to when I'm 35, 40. Yeah, I, I feel the same that. about architecture. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, but you, you've done that five years already, mm. just as much as I've done my five years, well, I've done eight years or something about hairdressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, as coincidence happened, I got offered a job at a gym, a fight gym, my fight gym, should I say. Is that in London? Uh, in Kent. Oh, in Kent. Yeah, right, so yeah. it was in Kent in a nice hut. It nice. was. If you look at spit and sawdust, take the sawdust out and have spit. That was pretty much. Really oh, yeah. It was brilliant. It nice. was great. But it was one of the best fight gyms in the UK. Mm. And basically, I got to train twice a day, PT around that, and I lived. I basically lived in the gym for the next well, 2013, so mm. seven years until I came. You know, what I, I think it's quite interesting is actually when you were saying before about how you actually met as well. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Where's can say this way? So I feel like there was a fangirl moment here. Which, um, <laughs> so so everyone has idols. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say fangirl. It was, it was that appreciation of wow. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So um, I do Muay Thai. Can I make it clear that I do not fight? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I had a really avid interest in in Muay Thai. Um, I used to train in that discipline. There's a big difference, I think. Mm. Um, you know, the modern day person would do say they train in Muay Thai and all of a sudden they're being bracketed as a fighter. By no means am I a fighter, just to clear that up. Um, but just I, I really enjoyed Muay Thai and I enjoyed what that sport gave me yeah, um, yeah, yeah. for my training. It just gave me it's just it's it's a great it's a great way to train. It's by by definition Muay Thai is eight limbs. So Charlie's touched on it. It's you know you're punching, you're kicking, you're kneeing, you're elbowing um, and it's an art, you know, if it's if it's executed to to a great level. My aim was always to try and be technically good. Mm. Uh, we're still there. We're still getting there. Um, <laughs> but, um, better than me. Which but, is um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, cut a long story short, I I had a friend um, who was fighting at the O2, um, and I went to go and watch them fight. Nice. Um, so at the time, I was with my ex. Um, and we went to go together to go and watch and uh, to go and support. And Charlie was the main event for the, the fight. Nice. So How long ago was this just to set the scene? Set the scene. It was about three years ago. So oh, we're talking okay. about so three years ago. Three, three years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually shorter than most people would presume. Mm. It is actually, to be honest. But so, I, I mean... Yeah. So three, three, year, three years, considering of what's happened. I mean, we'll get you up to speed of what, where we're at in, the, mm. in 2020. What a great year. <laughs> but we'll get you up to speed of where we're at. But, um, but yeah, I, I, um, I knew of Charlie. So if you... It, you know, Charlie, another great, you know, attribute is Charlie is super humble. We were out the other day, I think, just like picking something up, I don't know, from, from the shop or whatever. And somebody was like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a hairdresser. And I'm like... You're not. What drew me to both of you, like personally, yeah. like the reason for If Not Now Then When is that I'm trying to reach out to different types of people to inspire them about different people who've created businesses and actually sort of really champion their dreams, essentially. And I think just to give a bit of background as to why I wanted to get you involved was actually I've seen what you've developed in yeah. quite a short period of time. And and actually, I love the fact that there's a real friendship there as well, even yeah. though it's fairly short, you know, like, and actually three years to a lot of people maybe is a short friendship. But actually, yeah. when you... Um, sort of get together in that way and really kind of like have the same mm. thought process but actually maybe different ways of like putting it together I think it's so interesting as well I mean um, for, for sure I think like what what got the ball rolling was I actually just saw him come out of the changing room um, and he just had visibility on the ring before his fight and he was I, I think you were just walking around out of boredom right? yeah so so my found girl moment happened I was like this is this now this now or never um, so so I uh, just got up from my seat <laughs> <laughs> I went over to him and I just went, listen, like, I think you're a great fighter. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, as yeah. fluid as this. I was, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I can't remember. Yeah. What he said. <laughs> I can't remember what he said because I looked at him and was like, Jesus, guy, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> what the? I mean, I'm slightly nervous when I'm sitting so low, but unfortunately for me, it's a two meter. <laughs> um, but no, I just said like, you know, I, I think you're a great fighter, and I, I just like best of luck for tonight, you know. Um, and the fight ended really quick. <laughs> The fight. He didn't need any luck. The guy, um, unfortunately, was was his opponent was put in an ambulance, and uh, it was uh, it was a very he's safe and sound. <laughs> he recovered well. Um, but no, and then and then there's the extension of the story is that we obviously 
we were leaving because being the main event, Charlie was the last fight. We were leaving, and then I was like, "You were waiting outside the back door." <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 with a pen. And yeah, and a, and a, yeah. sign my t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, um, I, I, I wanted him to train me. Mm. So the the interesting thing about Muay Thai is, and let, let's draw a parallel. So Charlie's the best in the UK. He's the number one in the UK for his weight category. But uh, the Muay Thai is probably the only sport that you you have accessibility to the greats. Mm. So if I was, I don't know, really liked football mm. and I wanted to get taught by David Beckham. Yeah. Yeah? There's it's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening, right? Yeah, but you, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, you can go to Thailand and you can go yeah. to the best Thai fighter and then you, you can, can get a one-to-one. And it, I mean, it'll cost you £150 probably. Or sometimes cost you, less. Sometimes, sometimes less. less. Or like £100. Or, mm. And so... The, f- the sport is so free-giving in the sense that I, I just seized the opportunity. I was just like, I want this guy to train me. To be honest, like, I, I know you're kind of skipping a little bit here, but obviously, so the, the company basically that um, Waz and Charlie are building together or have built together very successfully is Raise London. And I think fundamentally what I was struck by was actually how accessible that is to anyone. So, for example, mm-hmm. like someone like myself who it necessarily uh, maybe doesn't go to the gym every single day and actually maybe you turn up somewhere and it's really intimidating and actually what I could see from from what they've built is that it doesn't matter whether mm-hmm. or not you have never ever done any exercise before in your life or you've exercised all the time you know these guys because you see them in the gym I think fundamentally that's a really interesting concept and actually for me what I can kind of see from that is that almost that is the fundamental driver of actually how you became friends in the first place. So that's kind of then what you're allowing other people to have because they could make friends after being at your like no, events, definitely. you know, the outdoor that's events and things. I mean, maybe if you sort of explain a little bit about Raise London as well, that'd be quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, somebody described, <laughs> we did a live workout the other day and we'll get onto like the spokes of the business. Mm. But I just like, so we did a live workout the other day and obviously the day of Instagram, you can, you can see people comment in real time and somebody put up there, I mean, it's a great comparison and I'm definitely going to take it, but it was like, you're like the Ant and Deck of the fitness world. Um, so it was like... Oh my God, that's amazing. So, uh, uh, you know... To, to which one's Ant and which one's Deck? He's got the dodgy hair. I'm the smaller one, so I've got to be Deck. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know the difference, really. Who are Ant and Deck? So, no, I think, um, yeah, I, I think we'll outline what the company offers and who we are and what we are. But I think anyone that comes in close contact with us or is experienced, I always, I always use the word experience. Mm. Um, I, I truly believe that anyone can just prescribe a workout. Mm. I think where, the, where, where we come into our own is it's, it's, it's a community-led thing. So going back to what you said about, you know, the inclusivity of it all, you know, and, 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 I, and I think it's, Exclusivity is be, that's that's been a, a big stigma in the fitness industry. A lot of people have been put off mm-hmm. pursuing fitness or starting their fitness journey because it looks too bougie, looks too exclusive, you know, looks unobtainable. Um, I think that would be the same as well with the creative industries as well, and that fundamentally is kind of where, if not now, then when kind of stemmed from. Because I do think that you know sometimes with events and things they can be quite you know, if you're not the most creative person or if you've not achieved this, that and the other and actually sometimes it is really quite intimidating to turn up to those things and I think that's where I drew a parallel with like what you're trying to do with Raise London because you're building a community and that essentially is kind of what if not now then when is kind of about as well even though they're very different in terms of like what you're representing and what I am I actually think they're very similar at the same thousand percent um, and it's creating, I call it an access point you know, everyone's always going to remember that first experience of, mm. and, it, and, it, and it will throw people in the right direction or the wrong direction. Mm. The wrong direction, obviously, then being discouraged from continuing their journey or continuing their path in whatever it be, creativity yeah. um, or fitness or, or whatever. So we, there, there's a huge job responsibility there. Yeah, you know, yeah, of, yeah. Of, 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 and, I, and we've sat, you know, Charlie and I have sat there together and we've gone, you know, we're fully aware we can come across as like, you know, extreme or we can come across <laughs> as no because yeah. of just of our personal achievements or or yeah. just of just where we're at in on our personal level and we the, the, it's not like a gap in the market we would we we literally just we just thought what would what would we want what would mm. our parents want what would his mum want i started doing some live workouts and charlie's mum was doing them 
Yeah. You know, like unknown to me, great. and then Charlie would come in and be like, you know, my mum's doing, my mum's <laughs> doing your, your your core class but or your ad so class. Nice. That's so then, nice because I think that's where, like, actually, it is opened out to so mm. many different types of people, and and actually, I think that is where you know, I think you're being quite humble in the fact that you're saying that it's not. It, it, it's not different to other people and what they're doing I think actually what is different is that it's you both who are doing it mm. and actually that is what is kind of championing it and I think sometimes people forget that it's actually you can achieve something because actually what is different about it even if there's a hundred others that are the same is that you're the one doing it well, somebody told me something, sorry oh. somebody told me something super important in my fitness career um, and it's stuck with me ever since and it sticks with me every time I teach a class. Mm. Um, so I, I manage group fitness at um, Equinox, it's called in London, or Equinox if you're nice. American. So uh, yeah, so I manage group fitness. So that, that, that entails looking after all the studios, the instructors, making schedules, all the sorts of stuff. And you know, part of the job is teaching as well. And you know, you're only really as good as like your last class type vibe. Yeah, 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 and somebody yeah. told me one, one powerful statement and it was you know I always used to think it was about myself I thought it was inwardly like oh I've got to be the best instructor somebody cleverly just switched my attitude and 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 the saying goes like this it goes no one will remember what exercise you've given them or what exercises you prescribe people will only remember how you made them feel it's so true and I think it's even the same with like the events and stuff like for me fundamentally I mean, I'm quite nervous about talking in public, at like public speaking and all of that kind of stuff. And at first you kind of think, well, maybe it's about like what people think of you. But actually, like you say, it's kind of a lot of people maybe don't even know necessarily who you are or anything. And actually it's what people come away with. And I think that yeah. in itself yeah. is so powerful. And it's like if we can get people to walk away and make it. It's like when I was going back to the Charlie's mum scenario, I can remember programming um, the workout the night before. And I put some moves in there and there was just this this assumption that, that that everyone could do this move or whatever and I, it wasn't just one move in particular you know and charlie would come in and and, and be like you know my mum's doing this workout as well and it just <laughs> but then but then yeah. it, then but then you've got that reinforcement that it's like we, we put ourselves in a position where we'd offer always offer a regression um, yeah. so a slightly easier option or a progression which has been just to put it out there incredibly useful for me but it's and, and it's not it's not there's no glory mm-hmm. in, in somebody performing a move if they're good at it yeah 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 there's, there's, there's glory in somebody achieving something and like we'll, we'll Charlie can go on to talk about how we've sort of you've mentored haven't you sort of mm. sponsored somebody in a way yeah, yeah, yeah. with throughout this journey mm. um with with race um so to get the to the listeners up to speed with what we do we we are we are <laughs> yeah. we, we are a, we are a fitness company yeah um our brand dna is that we offer pop-up experience mm-hmm. um so we offer uh, a, a blend of three disciplines. It's martial arts, cardio conditioning, and strength training, and we'll take over hotspots and iconic venues in London. So to give you an idea, we've taken over helipads in central London, um, we've taken over a glass enclosure in Canary Wharf, we've taken nice. over um, a hotel in Shoreditch. Um, but we take over venues and then we come and we put on this, going back to that word experience. Yeah, yeah. So from, so, the, you know, I was really interested to know how the consumer feels, you know, from buying a ticket to arriving to meeting these people, being part of this community and then leaving. And then what mm. is the process? Do we check in with them? Are they, you know, are they coming back to the next one? Can they access us somewhere else? So during, during lockdown, um, we offered free body weight workouts so going back to that word of inclusivity mm. um, body weight is the easiest way to get everybody moving yeah um, and also some people don't have access to equipment um, so for all ages um, you know for, for, for everybody so would you say I mean like moving on I guess to the next sort of question here and whether or not this is kind of part of the same thing is like um, so the next question is not is not your finest hour what challenges have you faced along the way I would say that a lot of people that I've spoken to you know coronavirus has actually been quite a big challenge for them to face in regards to their business or personally or this that and the other and in a weird way it seems like maybe the coronavirus has actually been something that actually you've had a moment to reflect on kind of what you want to do and actually build something to Mm. allow people to almost find some joy in the day or feel like they've achieved something each day and do you feel like that maybe has kind of contributed in terms of the development of Raise London? 
I think so. I think like COVID is incredibly annoying and upsetting for a lot of people in the world. Mm. But for those that, you know, have to just sit in the lockdown, there's two people that are going to come away with it. They're either going to do nothing or they've done something. Mm. And yeah, there's there's a lot of things you can and can't do. For instance, our unique part is the pop-ups. We mm. can't do the pop-ups. And, you know, things will have to change because of the two-meter rule. Mm. But we set up Ray's LDN in COVID and we've given out all these bodyweight workouts. You know, we were doing them every other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Waz cleverly came up like three weeks ago why don't we do street workouts? So basically, just to give everyone a bit of context, so when I was speaking to both Waz and Charlie before, it seemed like Waz was the business head, and yeah. then uh, <laughs> so he's the driver. <laughs> the, this, and then this. Charlie is like more the, the the one to sort of be like, yes, we're doing this. I'm the learning one. Waz, Waz has got such a, an incredible backstory for his business. He, Waz used to own his own PR company. Nice. Waz was working at Equinox for, I don't know, like six months. And then he got offered a GFM role, which is like phenomenal for someone who is technically just doing group fitness, mm. you know, being offered. And, he, you know, he got asked to be the GFM. It's not like he tried to but go But I think for that's it. so powerful as well, because I think with If Not Now Then When, truly what I'm trying to produce is the ability to provide people with mentors that um, will understand and be able to advise rather than it being sort of people who you idolise, who you're never kind of going to have that relationship with. And I think if someone believed in you enough when you've only been there for a short period mm. of time, those kind of mentors or those kind of people who believe in you, are, it's so powerful because then you start to kind of believe in yourself to a certain extent as well. The thing is, I mean, the thing that I was going to say is Waz approached me because, you know, he, he looked up to me for the fine. Mm. But then I look up to him in so many other ways, especially with the business, especially with the yeah. teaching. Waz had, or still does, has the busiest classes for group fitness in Equinox and a gym he worked at previously. So I look up to that because it's a completely different new world to me. This yeah. new business that we've got, that's one of the struggles that we're having. We live together, work together, and socialise together. Yeah. You know, most couples are, are not lasting. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're mates, and, it, you know, it puts a huge testament on our friendship. But, you know, I, this is where one of my strengths, being relaxed and calm, probably comes into it. Because there's no point me fighting fire with fire, right? Mm. But I look up to him and I'm trying to understand all this business. I mean, you wouldn't believe some of the email stuff that I have to kind of pick oh, yeah. up on. Can I, I, can I tell them a funny joke over there? You can tell them, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the not your finest so, hour. Yeah, so, definitely mine. So I said the other day, I was like, uh, you know, we need to we need to uh, set up our own email, you know, um, an email account. And I've done it. And, you know, can you just go in there and change your signature? And he, and I, I looked at his face and I just like, he was, he was really like, Puzzled. Did I was you puzzled. Mean the no, but, 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 no, but in, a true, in a true Richard Branson style, have you heard the saying, Richard Branson? I feel like you've, you're, you're going to be absolutely solid on this, like, on the last question oh, where I'm like, like I, need, a, I need a quote. Well, because so, Richard Branson famously said, didn't he? He said, if you know, if you if you get offered opportunity, uh, yeah. say yes and figure out how to do it later. That's 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 literally. I mean, not to say that like setting up a signature is an opportunity, but he I literally mean, looked at be. me and went. Yeah, so I so I went on YouTube, right? He's sitting next to me, right? I've got my laptop. And the thing is, it's like, I don't want to always ask him everything. So I'm sitting on YouTube and I'm like, I'm thinking, right, I've got to draw my signature on paint, put it in, right? Oh my God, yeah. And he looked at me and went, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, dude, I'm just, don't worry, you, you work, you work, oh God, you've set me something to do. Anyway, he just went, no, 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 no. This is what you've got to do. <laughs> So exactly. now he's taking all of those. Uh, exactly. So he's got a really good signature, isn't your email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've got a good one because I've learned it. I'd like to have received an email from your. You have, you have. Oh, no, not my Contrary to belief, I was actually—I yeah. I was the yeah. type of kid that would cry if he didn't have his homework done. You know, like I just I definitely I, I, was. I was. I was very much into art and graffiti and stuff. I mean, out this, I, this signature sounded really great. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Waz, I said, you, I left school at fifteen. I said the only time I sent an email previously was to my dad when I lived in Thailand because he worked in an office. So yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Internet was not as easy back then or whatever. So I'd send an email to my dad, and even my dad picked up on my bad grammar because in Thailand no one spoke proper English yeah, so I could yeah, never have a conversation yeah, yeah. my dad picked that up in the email that's how you know so then before 
sorry, after all of that, when we started up another company, which we can go on to, mm-hmm. that was the first time I had the emails. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, and, <laughs> I really and want to see this. Something thing. I learned yesterday as well, which again, may seem so minor, I delete emails. Just like text messages. <laughs> just like, well, like text not, messages. I'm oh, like, oh, see, I'm a border, I keep everything. Right, not no, but, yeah. but you need to for reference. Yeah. Right? Definitely for so reference. So anyone that's starting up a new business out there, um, don't delete emails. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> so, so I feel like that is the answer to not your finest. <laughs> I mean, listen, oh, I've got loads. I think there's load. I think I think to summarise it though in a big, you know, to make it relevant to the listener is that you know it wasn't all you know like clean sailing really. It was like it was we set up a company previous to uh, to raise, and the company was called Notorious LDN, um, and we we had. We had identity in the sense that we were three trainers and we were known in our industry. But, you know, we didn't, we actually left the company in lockdown. Mm-hmm. So Ray's, the birth of Ray's happened on, you ready? <laughs> April. Okay. The 23rd. I thought you were going to say my birthday then. Oh, uh, nearly. That's when I was celebrating my 30th. Go on, tell the listeners when's your birthday. 20th. 20th. Ooh, Presents 20th. next year. <laughs> Presents yeah. next year for Ray's. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the 23rd of April. So that, that's like a good halfway into lockdown. Mm. That we're like, well, like a month. It was a month in. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was a month into lockdown. Um, and we were still running Notorious. So, so I just, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big message behind this. And the, the whole message is like, you know, if, if, you, if you don't succeed the first time round, it doesn't mean that you're not destined to do the same thing. Mm, but just you've thing. learned from it and you can kind of do better you, as yeah, well. Well, yeah, and you learn. I'd rather have learned on that scale yeah. than learn on a bigger scale. Yeah. And I think also the fact <laughs> that you're kind of like able to reverse and kind of, I mean, this then drives me on, I guess, to the next question, which is kind of now that you got to this point, what's the most notable positive moment? Would you say that it's kind of, you know, the fact that you've managed to build this or actually the fact that you've kind of become friends and built something together and learned from things in the past or is it actually something that you're aspiring to in the future perhaps? I, I, think, it's, I think it's other people. I didn't, I didn't actually fully believe how much we touch other people's lives. Mm. I knew that we made a difference. Yeah. And I knew... So go, going back to, like, what, we, what we're doing during lockdown, we've got IG Lives... It's a bit of a promo plug. We've got it'll be over soon. We've got IG Lives, um, hopefully. We've got IG Lives on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, live. We do them at 5pm nice. on Instagram. Um, and then we try and keep them for 24 hours if they permit. And then the other... Um, bit was the street workouts which we touched on um, so that there, there's some strict ruling around that because obviously we wanted to be compliant to um, the government guidelines but there, there was um, there was a way that we were able to come to people's streets and have them actually work out on their own porch so people would work out on their porch or their you know the, the front of their own house and we would bring communities together again that was a non-chargeable aspect mm. um, we just we noticed that people wanted the social aspect, but also we wanted communities. I mean, I li- I've lived in London now for, God, no, uh, <laughs> I, won't, I won't give away my age. age. I won't give away my age. No, I will, I'm 30. I've lived in, <laughs> lived in that. Older than me. I, I, I've lived in London for some time. And um, I just, um, you know, I've, I've never known everybody on my street. I've never known yeah. anyone in my building. I've never known my next door neighbor. And that's crazy. That's, yeah. that's, that's really bizarre. I just love that you guys are championing community because that is mm. really what, if not now, then when it's kind of about as well. Mm. And I, I love even if you go on their Instagram, which is Ray Ray's LDN. LDN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just doing sick. Yeah. Like, um, then you'll kind of see some of the imagery from like actually the groups and the types of people who are involved and stuff Was as well. And actually, yeah, the, it's, it is everyone. You know, yeah. it is literally everyone. And there is if if I said what does a Ray's LDN participant look like? You could show me a picture of anyone, mm. and then I think that was the brand guidelines. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I think to answer your question, what did what, yeah, what's your most positive? What was moment? the most positive thing was that um, people we we came up. I love the branding name Raise, right? Because Raise yeah. is a positive name, um, and it's. Did a it take you a while to kind of think of that, or was it something that you were just? Two days. It took. Do, it, yeah. it took. It took. 
I, I didn't sleep for two days <laughs> because I was adamant I wanted to set this company up. Do you have the same? Because I actually find sometimes I'm so excited about something I literally can't sleep, and then the next morning I wake up and I'm absolutely shattered and I've ruined it. I was, I, I was, I was like on the side googling like one bed flats to live in as well. <laughs> like, I just like when I was, I was, because I just I, I don't think he appreciated me staying up all night and dragging him out of bed. But I just was just like five in the morning. I was like, we need yeah. to sort this out. We need to sort it out. We, but we, I love that passion though because I think that is what the driver is and actually the most positive moment maybe not even the actual when we were talking before about the actual journey aspect of it and actually that in itself is something that was possibly incredibly annoying at the time however actually you look back and you think that was mm. so exciting it's just different for me that's all it was that's mm. you know I've lived for 13 years I've lived my life as a professional athlete so mm. I go to bed I wake up I train I eat at certain sort of times I eat correctly and then you know I have the rest and like I said this this whole bit I've never had a business prior to fighting professional I used to cut hair I used to turn up my clients were there mm. you know we talk so it's all completely different to me and it's not you know the, the one thing I feel like is I don't want Waz to ever feel like I'm not into it it's just I'm trying to adapt and adjust to everything yeah. just as much and I said to Waz before you know this is the one thing because we've been friends for like three years two years max you know you can tell him to stop knocking on your door at no, no no not even that <laughs> I, just, like, I just said to him I said one of the things that you've got to not do is think I'm exactly the same as you Mm. you know and, and vice versa I can't think he's exactly the same as me so that's where you know we've had to work together a little bit more and if anything I mean like any any relationship whether you have with your friends or partner or family it goes up it goes down it goes up yeah, it goes yeah, down. Yeah. but if anything this COVID period has brought us together so much stronger yeah. and so much better and I think what people like about our lives which you said earlier not only is there just two of us but we bounce off of each other really well mm. and people the energy is contagious. Yeah, yeah. And when energy is contagious, people pick it up. Yeah. People vibe off of it and people love it. And what, you know, what's hard is that people are trying to struggle and find the motivation in lockdown. Mm. You know, we we forget we're lucky because we've got both of each other. Yeah, you know, yeah, There's yeah. two of us in the, in, in the flat. So as much as it could be a pain to both of us, like, oh, you know, I need my space or, you know, oh, you're not doing this and not doing that, we're still lucky because we still talk to each other. Mm. Some people yeah. don't go through a day where they don't talk to anyone. But what I love is that you're then channeling that into something that actually provides positivity for everyone else. So possibly that is mm. kind of what the positive so that was, well, that, well, that was the point to, 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 to come back to that, to mm. that answer was that, we had, so we've got, we've got case studies of people, yeah. not, not that we've asked for, the most positive thing that came out of it is people have just been so forthcoming with, oh my God, you've helped me, you've changed. And I, I was like, oh no, no, ah, shut up, no we haven't. Yeah. And, then, and then it was just like, it just came in abundance. There was like messages from, I mean, let's give you our extreme case. Our extreme case is, Richard Harris is his name. Basically, I, I've known his brothers from my fighting journey and I've met Richard a few times at shows. But just to give you an idea, he's lost about two and a half stone. No way. But he now weighs 20 stone. So no that way. gives you that. So when you said, like, it's, you know, it's inclusive to everyone. Yeah. What is a raised participant? Yeah. And Waz saying it could be anyone. He now weighs 20 stone and he's lost 22 and a half. Uh, sorry, he's lost 2.5. Which is a lot in you know. Oh my God. Of time. And again, when when Waz was describing about the workouts, you know, we see certain moves. Oh, this is pretty easy. Mm. But there's so many people out there that can't do a press up, for instance. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of people can do squats because they walk around all day, every day. So you're used to carrying that weight. Mm. But a press up, which we think is so easy as such, mm. but it's not for a lot of people. So yeah. we, you know, we have to remember that. But, you know, going back to it, Richard messages us both and posts up so much stuff. And, you know, he, he's like, oh, I can't do this certain move. So I'm like, well, send me a video of you doing it. Yeah. And then I'll send you a video of me doing it to better you. Or you know. That's amazing as well. Because yeah. you gain positivity out of that as I well. Love I, I, was, I was nearly reduced to tears after one message. I mean, I, it's, it's not for me to go into like per, personal details or something, but it, he wasn't in a great place in his... In, in his life so and then you get a message when you wake up in the morning and you're like you know along the lines of you know you, you, you're the only guys that kept me going through lockdown and, and I couldn't have done this without you and then all of a sudden I'm like yeah. it's, it's not about the guy that can do 500 tuck jumps and 50 press ups and listen everybody loves competition yeah? yeah he likes competition I like competition people that are, you, you'll find that people that are good at stuff 
like to show people they're good at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so the, what we're trying to do is we're trying to we're trying to encourage other people to be like, you know what? Just try this, yeah. or just move your body, or just move. If you use this analogy that movement is medicine for your body, yeah. So if you use that analogy that everybody needs medicine in terms of t- to survive when they're ill, yeah. Right. So if you're not well. You need movement, so mm. you need that endorphin release. You need, and movement could be walking to the shops. You normally drive, try walking. Yeah. Movement could be, I don't know, walking up and down some stairs. It doesn't have to be as drastic. So to answer your question, what is the biggest win? We actually came up with the the beauty about the name of the company is we can come up with so many different ways to engage people. And one thing we came up with was hashtag raised my game. Cool. So every month we would pick. I mean, I, I kind of hate the rules about it now. I wish I went back and I could change it because the actual rules go like this. Every month we pick a winner who has raised their game. Raising their game is totally up to how the, the participant perceives themselves to raise it. Mm. The reason why I say I wish I could change it is because I'd like to award more than one person a month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because, because we've another case scenario, we've had a neighbour below us downstairs... Oh, it's actually a really funny story. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah. got a great humour, uh, our, our neighbour. But um, we were really worried because obviously we're jumping up and down every day. <laughs> um, you know, every other day at 5pm. No. Above, uh, above his bedroom. Above his bedroom. Oh, no. <laughs> Out living room, and then above his bedroom. we went downstairs to knock on the door and we were like, you know, like, you know tell, tell him between our legs. You know, we were really sorry. We were making those <laughs> noise. Um, uh, and he was like, I love your workouts. They're so good. <laughs> He said so, this. It so, sounds like four days. Because he can hear the music, so, hear the vibration. He said. He said. Awesome. He said. Yeah. He said it's better than better than being live. He said. Yeah, he, yeah, goes, yeah, I can yeah. feel, he goes. I can yeah. feel you through the ceilings. So, <laughs> um, so his success story. You know. You know. Bar the comedy. His success story is is he just unknown to us. Just upload a picture on on Instagram. Tagged us. He'd lost two jean sizes and two shirt sizes and no zero way. cigarettes and zero cigarettes. No he used way. to smoke like twenty a day. So I'm going to move on to the next question, uh-huh. which is then what, which I feel like you have, <laughs> I love how many kind of responses and things you've had at the moment. So in terms of like, if you could summarise what your aspirations are, because I love the fact that you kind of can build something and people are probably listening to this thinking, my God, they've done all these things. Mm. How would you summarise maybe your aspirations for what you want from Raise London in the next like year or so, I guess? Um, right. What do you want? What you want forever changes, mm. and it forever moves. You're, if if you, and I guess you're influenced by other people as well. Well, you're you're a creative, so it's like in my head, my my head moves a hundred miles an hour. And um, going back to that point of passion, there's stuff in business that you do because you like doing it, and there's other stuff in business that you do because you have to do it. And then there's you know to be a business, you have to be financially. Mm, you know, yeah, in an ideal world, you know. So, like, so going back to it, you know, you, you, we've we've just mentioned two things that we do for free. Yeah. Um, so, so, so uh, well, you have to kind of build that traction, though. I think, and actually, it's the following, I guess, as well. well isn't brand it? awareness. Like, uh, mm. I, I work very simply off the four P's of business. So, if you were to set up a business, you you look at four P's. So, four P's are product, place, promotion, and price. Mm. So you'd head them up. And then I'd go from there. The four simple P's of business. Now, what is your product? How do you promote it? Where do you promote it at the place? Mm. And how much is it? And then you'd write that down. And then and then you'd move on to almost, you know, what, what your podcast is about. <laughs> like, like but, but using the idea of like, who are we? What do we do? And what do we offer? Yeah. And then if you want to become really clever, why do we offer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people will do stuff and they don't know why they're doing it. Um, most of the most successful brands that I've ever, you know, read up on or come across, um, they have something called brand heritage or they have a brand story. People buy into the brand. I think you need like your elevator pitch, you know, yeah. to be able. That's one thing that I've learned massively is that you need to be able to explain kind of not necessarily. I think. I love that answer because actually the fact that you almost, you do kind of know what you want from it, but you don't because you're driven by like the reactions that you get and the types of people that you're working with. And actually, I think that's quite exciting in itself, Mm -hmm. but you also have your elevator pitch in place, which essentially is your ability to be able to describe in 
two mm. sentences or something or the time that it takes to get in an elevator what exactly your business is and, and who you are and what you're yeah. representing and I think yeah. that in itself is really powerful or, or, or where you can be found accessibility mm. is, is something that is is hugely like social media is hugely saturated let's use the analogy of an email mm. back in the day if you had an email like, oh my god I got an email <laughs> but now it's like you can't get you can't get enough emails you want to delete everything in your inbox it's like I, I do and then, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then you're phoning people up and go did you get my email you know yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah. like so it, it's how how do we interact now in 2020 what is the most effective way to deliver information across and also target your audience mm. who is your target audience i think that's the most powerful thing like i think, I, I think who it's, it's all well and good right i always said to charlie when we started out a business becomes a business when your family and your friends stop buying <laughs> so like good everyone word. everyone will tell you oh my god you're amazing like you're my best mate oh what do you think of this oh it's fantastic oh, yeah it's great it's amazing oh what do you think of it charlie i love it oh, yeah i love it but then but then it's like okay cool R- realistically there's no financial contribution, but some some friends and family will contribute financially. But it's not even about that. It's about the fact that your real feedback sits outside your family and friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your real feedback on your product, on your service, because they don't have an emotional attachment to you. So I am gonna, uh, and I feel like I'm quite excited for this because I feel like Waz has got like an. I feel like I need to write down some of his quotes. <laughs> so. When you look back, or it doesn't even need to be looking back, it could be looking in the future, I think it's quite exciting in itself, what is the best piece of advice you've received? And I'd love to get something from both of you as well. And I think actually what's quite, what would be quite interesting is if you could summarise it in like one or two, because I feel like if you're able to kind of... Best advice. Yeah. Best advice to someone. Almost to someone, or it could be something you've heard or read or you've seen actually whilst you're sat on a bus that's just on, oh, I don't Lord. know, do you know something that kind of, or something that drives you? And I think... I mean, I know the best advice. Okay, you go. I know, first. I know one, but I want. Go on, you go. Do you know? Uh, it could be anything. Like, but you go, you go, you go, and I'll go after. It's called a purple cow effect. <laughs> okay. Being good, or being average, or being just just acceptable, is 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 not acceptable. So you have to be. If you looked out into a field, yeah, of cows, yeah, you got to be the purple one. You've got to be the one that stands out. Yeah. And. Stands I'd out. be one of those Highland ones, you know, the like, <laughs> and, ginger and, ones with the like, really big horns. And stand out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a ginger twin brother. Um, maybe it's him. Um, but no, I think, and listen, and, and, and there needs to be some explanation about this word stands out or the purple cow effect. It's like, it doesn't mean you have to be the best in inverted commas. It doesn't mean you have to be extra or flamboyant or it just means you have to stand for something that a you believe the message you're driving Mm. and and b you're different yeah when you're different you have such a competitive edge over everybody else so i think actually you probably believe in yourself as well i mean one thing that i was going to say maybe this is me just second guessing what yours would Mm. be is that you had two career paths that seemed incredibly strong but actually you picked your purple cow within mm. that and you decided which one of those you were going to be and, and how you were going to stand out and I think rather than just almost becoming good at all you know okay at mm. all of these things you chose your path and I think maybe instead of being a jack of all trades it was a master of kind one. of yeah. But, yeah but that comes with risk right that comes with risk and, that, and it's, mm. it's it's it's, it's comfort zones that is that's a conversation that Charlie can talk to you about comfort zones in my opinion and being mm. and being pursuing something and knowing that you know nothing bad is going to happen and you don't have to be put in any confrontational situations or or actually going for something that you know in part people you know you said you wanted to be a world champion at how, how old? When I first well when I first started I mean it, what Waz has said is like perfect you know mm. it's about standing out it's about being that purple cow my one is is um, now is the time because it's like if there is now then when eh right see what I mean but then it's like I've got some self promo <laughs> like, yeah, I've got a big tattoo on my arm and basically got sent to me when I had a very serious car crash at 19 like really serious and I knew I wanted to say reprimand my arm a friend of mine sent it to me and I loved it I'll give you the first line because it's quite long but it says there are limits to the time you have to live but no limits on how to live your time Right, nice. and it, it, it's strong and it's powerful, and it's. I like to say now is the time because there's never a right time. No. And so many people are afraid of standing out because everyone wants to fit in. 
Mm. Oh, where are you going? Or what shoes have you got? Yeah, I'm going to get them because they're nice. Or, oh, you're running 10 kilometers. Yeah, I'm going to run 10 kilometers. People mm. want to fit in because they they don't, they no one likes being the out, odd one out. Mm. Whereas I was a hairdresser, I was like, right, I'm going to be a fighter. And then I was a fighter and I was still cutting hair. Mm. People were like, what? This is, no, yeah. you know, that's, that's not how it's meant to be. Why are you not, you know, and I, I've always been humble because all of the fighters or people that thought they could fight when I was younger and when I was out, everyone was a dickhead. Yeah. Because they used the fighting as, I'm a fighter. Yeah. So like, give me respect. I'm hard. And it means absolutely nothing. You know, you, you, you can be a fighter be, but be absolutely useless. I'd rather stand out and be that fighter who is fucking good but doesn't need to tell anyone about it. So in summary of all of this, Everyone needs to get over to Ray's London Instagram. So I just wanted to say thank you very much no, to uh, both Waz and Charlie. I think, to be totally honest, I feel like we should do a part two because 100%. this was awesome. Um, yeah, so thanks so much. I don't think they know what our business is, but we're, 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 <laughs> yeah. we're the fitness guys. We're the fitness guys. <laughs> don't worry, I'll do, like, I'll do a two-minute We're the deck of fitness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. And uh, listen, we'd love, we'd love an invite back. Um, and, and we'd love to know more about, you know, what, what, what you're doing with your company and, and, and who else you're talking to and, oh, like, and if there's possible collaborations and what the other guys can look forward to listening to as well. Massive, massive thank you to the Raise London boys for absolutely raising their game and bringing such energy and motivation and uh, inspiration to the talk today. I genuinely uh, feel like I've come away on such a high and I really believe that a lot of people who are listening will have done the same as well. So thanks so much to them. If anyone would like to learn more about Raise London, uh, you can go to their Instagram, which is RaiseLDN or onto their website which is raiseldn.com and you can learn more about their online zoom workouts street workouts pop-up events and i'm sure if you message them they'll get back to you with some more motivational speech (laughs) Um, so i'm very excited to announce that my next guest this time next week uh, will be michael anastasiades if i'm totally honest i'm going to try not to fangirl too much because i'm such a such a fan of his work and I'm really excited to hear the sort of backstories of things as well and a final thank you as well again to Unicat for their sample of Cosmos they've absolutely transformed this podcast Uh, the contributors um, you know exactly who you are I couldn't have done it without you and obviously to you guys for listening thank you very much Mm